0: Welcome to the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. I'm Stephanie Boyd, your host. In case you didn't know, Bammer stands for Badass Mother Runner. This podcast will bring you stories from across Kentucky and beyond about badass women running and the people that support them. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, it's Bluegrass Bammer back with another podcast episode. And tonight, I
1: am bringing you Susan McLaughlin, live and in person from Louisville. Welcome, Susan. How are you? Hi, Stephanie. I'm very well. Thank you. Great. I think that I saw you last night for like two seconds. Did I see you sneak into Great Flood Brew Company last night, and then you were gone?
2: Yes, (laughs) uh, you did. I, I think it was when you were wrapping up. Uh, the awards. I didn't get to hear you talk too much, but um, there was some change in family plans. Mm. So I was able to make it. So I ran down there just hoping I could see, um, you know, as many MRTT women as I could. I was
1: really sad I missed you. I saw you come in and I was like, there's Susan. And then like once we dispersed, I lost you in the crowd. It was like a movie. It was like, Susan, <laughs> Susan, <laughs> and I never saw you again. So I'm sorry that I didn't get to say hello to you last night. It was kind of crazy. Yeah,
2: no, no problem. It looked like everybody was having a good time.
1: I think we were. And we did reach out to them to say thank you last night. And we told them we want to start doing like at least a monthly night run there. Um, ah, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like seven or seven thirty. And you know, just kind of run around the block and pretend like we run, and then go back there and drink beer. So, <laughs> hey, I'm in. Okay, I knew you would be. I knew could count on you to take one for the team. So, yeah.
2: Okay, rough.
1: <laughs> so, Susan, obviously I know you, um, but for those of you, uh, those are who are listening and may not know who you are. Why don't you give us a brief introduction about um, who you are and how you identify as a person? So, kind of, what are your labels you give yourself?
2: Oh, okay. So, um, well, probably the first label would be, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker <laughs> at heart. It doesn't really go away. <laughs> um, I was born and raised in New York and, but I moved to Louisville. It'll be 10 years ago, uh, at the end of this year. Wow. So, yeah. So it's definitely home now here uh-huh. in uh, Louisville. Um, I'm married and have two children and uh, one's a teenager and one's uh, a preteen. So that's really the, probably the emphasis of my life, but they're (laughs) terrific kids. And, uh, yeah, so mother is definitely my, another label. Mm -hmm. Um, I work, uh, I work in it. I do a lot of process work. Um, you know, process reengineering, things like this, and system development. And, you know, in between all of those things and responsibilities, I try to stay engaged with my kids' uh, school activities as much as I possibly can. I have a daughter who really doesn't do much um, unless I do it too.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so I kind of have to steer the way. So I've been a soccer coach, a basketball coach. I'm a Girl Scout leader. Um, And it's really just my way of getting her to participate. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully I'll be able to ease out, you know, a little bit as she gets her feet under her, but uh, I still do those things. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and about three years ago, I decided to, um, that, you know, that this was home here in Louisville and I don't have any family here. And although I had made, Um, a number of connections through the school and the church. um, So that really, you know, we could have relationships here and start building our life here and uh, that my kids could start having and growing relationships here. But I really was missing um, a connection for me, Mm -hmm. you know, just being a mom at a school where your kids go, just because your kids go to the same school doesn't make a connection between women Uh you know Uh um and i probably about six years after we got here i was just i guess i was lonely Uh you know i was really missing something um i have a lot of very good friends um from where you know from growing up uh, i've maintained my friendships i you know my women friendships and male friendships are very important to me, mm-hmm. and um, I was just really missing that. And it was, and I was also becoming um, just a uh, kind of sedentary. And I was looking to increase my activity, my physical activity, but really just to make connections with people. And through like a small group chat that I was in, you know, with friends from um, the school, the kids school, I uh, suggested or asked if there were any women, on the text that wanted to start running and maybe do like a couch to 5k kind of thing. Uh And um, I didn't get many takers, but I got one. And uh, she happened to be in a running group called moms around this town. And, um, and she's now one of my best friends and her name is Sherry Sproul, Mm -hmm. and uh, that was three years ago, I guess, and then I, now I've just completely embraced running, and, you know, I love it, and I've made some really excellent friends, a lot of friends, actually, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So, I I find it hard to believe that, because I've known you maybe two years, it seems longer than that, But, um, Mm -hmm. it seems like you've been around or been in mom's run this town longer than that. And, but I'm thinking about that from the perspective of watching your children grow, because I saw a Mm -hmm. photo of your son the other day and was like, okay, the last time I saw him, he looked like a boy. And now all of a sudden he looks like this giant tall man and I I was floored. And so it did (laughs) make me think when was the last time I had seen him? It couldn't have been that long ago. And it also reminded me how quickly they grow up. But I, it's hard to believe that I've only known you that short amount of time. Um, for those that don't know Susan, she's just, like, always friendly, always has a big smile. She'll, like, pitch in and do whatever, and she likes to socialize. And so um, I just feel like you're very easy to talk to, and so I've, I just feel like I've known you for longer than that. That's crazy. Only, you've only been a mom's run this town for three years.
2: I know. I mean, really, I feel like my life here in Louisville has been, like, pre-Moms Run This Town and post-Moms Run This yeah, Town. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like,
1: yeah. What, what did you do before Moms Run This Town? I don't know.
2: Right? <laughs> I don't know. Who remembers that way back then? Right? That's yeah. all. Ab- that's all just...
1: <laughs> You know, that's all in the past. So That's right. Well, that's amazing. And so I have to ask, before we talk about kind of what you've been doing since you started Mom's Run this time, because you you said you were talking in a group, like maybe doing a couch to 5K or something like that. Did you, mm-hmm. did you run growing up, like when you were a kid, or did you ever run in high school? Or tell us a little bit about like your background. Did you play sports or?
2: Oh, so uh, not much running at all. Although I did have um, one uh, semester, I guess, in 10th grade, I ran track. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a long time ago, but it was, yes, it was in 10th grade. Uh And uh, I didn't take it very seriously, but (laughs) I think I was kind of instructed to do something Uh to stay away from some uh, trouble Uh that I was getting myself into, Uh but um, my, I was uh, definitely athletic. Uh, I was a dancer.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I uh, started ballet when I was eight, and I continued dancing till I was thirty. I uh, wound up minoring in dance in college. Uh, I really embraced dance, and I. Um, Became a professional dancer after college. I moved to New York City and waitressed and took dance class every day and auditioned. So my body was certainly quite accustomed to, um, a, you know, schedule, being, you know, being disciplined, uh-huh. uh, taking care of it on and off, uh, sometimes better than others. But um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a dancer at heart for sure. But do, do you still dance now? I also played. I don't, but I dream about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's right there at the back of your mind, my you know. My room.
2: <laughs> yep. Um Yeah, I dream about it. I um I still aspire.
1: Hey, it's never mm-hmm. too late. It's never too it's late, too obviously. Late. That I think yeah, that's awesome. the motto we carry through in the moms run this town because we do have women that come into the group who did not run, didn't were not um quote unquote athletes. Mm -hmm. you know growing up and they're finding this uh new just this like we sit around and talk about what would could we have done if we started running earlier in life you know like those wasn't really something maybe people saw modeled especially women when we were younger but we think, man if we'd started running in our teens or our 20s and we knew about trail running and ultra running imagine i mean there's a season for everything i guess but um So, yeah, I think, but you can start running. That's the great part about running is really you can start any time in life. Oh,
2: I totally. And I think that, you know, you see the advantages, too, of, uh, you know, men and women who do pick it up later in life, you know, um, knowing that as we start going into our 50s and our 60s and our 70s that... Um, you know, you don't want to wait until you're 70, right? You want to go into your 50s with some muscle and strong bones
1: and, you know, yeah. Yeah. And your kids are getting, so your kids are getting to the age kind of like mine, mine are just a few years younger than yours, but where that label as a mom is, you're not separating it from it completely, but it doesn't wrap up your entire existence all the time because they're becoming more independent and you do have more time to, to Do these things you dream about right so
2: oh (laughs) real I really do and my I don't my kids aren't as active as your kids but um you know just with their growing friendships Mm -hmm. and having to drive them around and, and to be involved with them you know certainly takes time but there is much more time now where even though I need to be around uh they're not, you know, they're not pulling on my skirt, right? They're not right. saying, you know, get this and mm-hmm. get that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, they may say it, but now I can say, no, you go. <laughs> you right. Go you do that yourself. yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly.
2: But I will tell you, just, you know, talking about kids and then, and starting to do this at this age is a really neat uh, side effect of all this is that, um, they get to see me doing it Mm -hmm. and they also hear from other adults what their mom is doing which i just (laughs) I, i think that's like something that puts a huge smile on my face like when i was um last year i ran my first marathon and road marathon and uh when i was training for it you know i ran into um my kid's third grade teacher. And he wasn't in third grade anymore, but he still knows her. And Mm -hmm. um, I saw her and I just done my longest training run. It was 22 miles. I was the longest I ran before the marathon. It was the longest I'd run ever. And I ran into her in a store and she's, uh, I was getting something to drink and she said, what what did you just do? You know, I guess I looked a little tired. (laughs) And she said, (laughs) and uh, I said, I just ran 22 miles, Jenny. And she said, what, you know, Why? and then later, I don't know if it was, you know, the week that week or the week after, but she saw my kid in the hallway at school and he was, you know, my kids are a little lazy sometimes. And, you know, he was, you know, acting like it was a big deal probably to walk across the room or something. And (laughs) she said, what, you can't, you can't go and do that right now. Your mother can run 22 <laughs> miles. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, and then go to your soccer games. So yeah, you can get up and go, you know, do whatever you have to do. And he came home and told me that. And, you know, that was a long time ago. And I still get a big chuckle out of it.
1: So I love but, it. It's awesome. I <laughs> The boys will also tell, um, especially if I'm in a training cycle, you know, where it's just on everybody's mind because we have to plan. We have to have a little more structure if I'm training for a race. Right. So it's like, okay, Saturday, mom's doing this, whatever, whatever. And the boys will, if they're in school, tell the teachers, you know, like I feel like their teachers do know what, what I'm doing. Sometimes more than my own parents know what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but they, um, they tend to also go on my husband at home to but when I'm not around so they'll be like well mom's run further than you and you know and (laughs) (laughs) so it is nice to know that they other people they're having these discussions with other people and their band teacher was training for his first marathon KDF marathon last year and he told me this later that Cole Cole was like well you know my mom's an ultra runner so if you need any (laughs) help I'm sure he could call her. And he was like, what's an ultra runner? Like, he was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And so Cole proceeded to tell him "That's that's what women, that's what women did. They ran over marathon distance <laughs> and then he wanted to do that. And so it is cool to see, to have them watch you because even if it's act like they don't care, yeah. you're definitely making yeah. an impression. And when they see other people, have that reaction. They have to be a little bit proud on the inside or at least pay attention. More, right. You know, that probably shocked her son to yeah. hear somebody else say that about you.
2: Oh, I think it yeah. did. And um, yeah, because I think lots of times they don't really see you. I don't know, just out in the world. Mm-hmm. right? You're their mom. You're their world. That's right. You have that um, one hat on all the
1: time. You don't wear any other hats ever. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so that shift, which I think is extremely healthy, and I'm glad, you know, we're getting there. Um, It's normal. It's natural. And they're just at the age where that shift is happening. But I I really like that. Yep. You you know, along the same lines, it's, um, uh, you know, I post, I have Facebook, and I have Instagram. And the majority of stuff on my social media sites is absolutely running. And every once in a while I have this. <laughs> I uh, don't know what you're talking little, about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't relate can't at relate. all, I know. No, nobody else does that. I right? am I am definitely unique in this. And, uh, But every once in a while I have like a little, I don't know if you do, but I have like a little twang of, you know, am I posting this stuff too much? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you know, is it appropriate? And, And, you know, other times I have... The, you know, thinking, Oh gosh, I've got to get off Facebook. You know, I, I don't, I don't want anybody seeing my kid's picture ever again or, you know, right? but, um, but then like last, I guess it was a couple weeks ago because um, my son is a teenager and um, there was a girl that was interested in him and um, you know, he has spent a little bit of time with her and, you know, with other kids and he came up to me at the pool Uh, we belong to and where he hangs out with her and all of his friends and they hang out in a big group. It's, it's pretty neat. But uh, he came up to me with her and I think one of his buddies was with him too. And he's, we were talking and it was such a nice relaxed conversation. And then he said, Oh, her, I won't say her name, but her aunt um, told me that you inspire her. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? And you know that's great, but what what do you mean? How do I inspire her? And he told me that she had told him the other day that uh, all um, the goals that I've achieved and seeing me out with my girlfriends running has inspired her. Oh my gosh! And isn't that
1: amazing? I love it.
2: I know. And so he was relaying, you know, so first of all, he had the experience out, you know, at this other person's house Mm -hmm. where they said that to Mm -hmm. him and you could just see, he was like beaming on the inside and, and then he related to me in front of her and one of his buddies, you know, so.
1: I love it. I love it. And it's it's so true though. I had, I had someone tell me the other day, you know, I don't post a lot about my running um, because I just feel like it's annoying and you know I just don't know how to be inspiring and I'm like you really don't know like you may never know something that you post how it can impact somebody positively or negatively I mean I guess technically they could tell you but they're probably not ever going to Um, you're not ever going to know you may really impact someone or or just motivate them to try something or think about a different goal it doesn't have to be running related but like you know, there could right. be that dream or that thing that they want to do. And they just happen to see her post that day. And they're like, you know what? If Susan can do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, I mean, she's not Wonder Woman that we know of. She could be. But, you know, obviously. That,
2: <laughs> I haven't ever been in the same room. I'm just room saying.
1: With I, you on. could be. <laughs> I don't think you are. But you could be. We don't want to ruin your secret uh, here on the podcast. Mystique. Yeah, but
0: yeah. But
1: certainly, like you know, we're just moms, like, trying to get out there and have some me time and stay a little bit fit, and then, yeah, sometimes we have some lofty goals, but, you know, we're not going to know if we could meet them until we try, and neither are you, so it's kind of one of those things, you know, and we don't, we may not hit our goal every time. Um, right. I'm really, I try to stay balanced and say when I have a really sucky run, and when I, or if I don't, if I DNF, or if I, you know, whatever, it could be one extreme to the other, but I think, you know, that's part of the challenge is if you get really good at it, it's not fun anymore. So, right. (laughs) (laughs) but I definitely, I love to see your posts and I think I'm glad that he told you that too, because I wouldn't want your own inner voice to tamp that down just because it is so valuable, I think. So, so let's back up a little bit. I wanted to go back to, um, you, you were a dancer. And so when did you find running? Or how, do, how did you decide running was something that you wanted to try? Oh. Um, I think it was just...
2: There was some popularity around that time. I guess I was or just more exposed to some couch to 5K programs. Uh-huh. I mean, because I never heard of that really before um, several years uh-huh. ago. But... Uh, you know I, I just it just spoke to me i guess mm-hmm. right like you know you see things all the time right but if they don't mean anything to you you probably don't even remember mm-hmm. them but um it was also uh i was seeing advertisements for several years about kdf and the uh you know the papa johns and that that series leading up to it yeah the whole like and spring
1: series of races
2: yes and i i think that that appealed to me, you know, as a way of, uh, like I said, I mean, this was becoming our home and, uh, you know, how do you get really involved in your hometown? Well, you get involved with your hometown by doing the things that are, you know, native to the area and that occur every year. Right. Yeah. These
1: traditions. um, and yeah.
2: Yes. And so it, that really interested me. Um, to start doing some things that were yes, tradition, uh, here in Louisville. And, but I just, I do, you know, you know what kind of people you gravitate mm-hmm. towards and I, you know, people, uh, healthy kind of choices for, you know, I like to see music a lot too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I seek out, you know, people who are interested in music or, uh, you know, being outside. I mm-hmm. uh, really love being outside. Um, so joining a gym, even though I love uh, certain workout classes, um, you know, if I could be outside. That's absolutely my preference. So I think those things combined. Um, it just seemed a way to get together with, you know, some friends yeah. or s- some women that I knew.
1: I think I'm learning something new about you right now, which is I, no. I think I thought you had been running for a lot longer than what you have then? So when was your first? Oh. When did was your first like timed race? What year was that? Do you remember?
2: It was three years ago, so it was uh, 2007.
1: No way! That's it. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did the five k. The um, what's the one before? Yes, you know, the five k. The the pure tap 10K and the ten k the Did months? you do the pure tap? Yeah. yeah.
1: I did that. Holy cow! I'm just realizing this about you. I don't know how I missed that detail, but I guess it was not an important detail. I mean, but it is an important detail only because now you're going to tell us what you've done since then, <laughs> which is pretty amazing <laughs> in three years and what you're planning on doing in the future. So you decided you you just went went for it like you did the half marathon, got through that. And then at some point you were like, I did a half. I can do a full Was that the (laughs) conversation that you had with yourself? Or how did that work out? (laughs) It is kind of like... (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I think I remember this Um, decision. I do think I remember you making this decision. Because you may have sent me a message about it or something. It might have been the year I was an ambassador. I don't remember. I think it was...
2: um, When I started thinking about the marathon is when I looked to you a lot. We had just really gone started to know each Mm -hmm. other but I really saw you as um I don't know approachable but also someone that I thought could give me guidance that I needed um so I probably talked to you more about that decision to run the marathon um more than Mm
1: -hmm. anybody to be honest with you um you were very I mean you were very thorough about it I remember because I had I I had been in that situation where it was like, that's a huge leap for me. That's double, you know, Mm -hmm. I did the half and that was fine. But, you know, we're talking about a whole nother level. And so you had some really great questions. I do remember that. And when you were asking me, I was thinking she's probably really going to do this. And, you know, I wouldn't steer you down the wrong path at all. I totally thought, you know, as long as you follow a training plan, you seem very dedicated to it you can do anybody can and you can, I I mean, I do remember us having that discussion because it is a quite a big leap. I mean, they're probably listening to this podcast right now, people that are thinking about that, but it just sounds really big. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, after you chatted with me and you talked to some other people, what was your thought process on it? Well,
2: it kind of started before then because Even though I did the, um, those first three runs uh, as part of the festival, I couldn't do the half marathon that first year of my running because, um, it coincided with my, one of my kids' first Holy Communion. And so I only, so I did the half though, then the next year I did two halves the next Mm -hmm. year. So two years ago I did two halves, um, I did the KDF half, and it was hard as anything. And it was that year that it got delayed three or four times. That was a horrible first impression, I'm sure. For a little- yes, yeah, but everybody assured me of that. Yes. You know that this don't is let that be your deciding factor. Yeah, <laughs> don't.
1: they're not normally like this. Nah.
2: Yeah, but. You know, I ran that with two other women in MRTT, mm-hmm. um, Sherry Brown, Heather Martin, and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, um, you know, looking at Sherry's smiling face in front of me, waving, come on, come on, <laughs> you know, that last half mile that, that just helped me unbelievably. And then I, there was a woman next to me and we were just like right next to each other and we looked at each other and I said, we're going to cross that finish line together. And she said, yeah, I never got her name or anything, oh. but it was, you know, like a real moment. Yes. And um, so that really helped. And that that was just such a great experience. And then um, over the course of the summer, I I did a lot of strength training and I was like, you know what, I'm going to run another half. So. I could see if I could just run a little faster because I don't, I'm not very focused on time at all. I mean, I set a time goal, Uh but it's very realistic Uh and um, and I'm not fighting too hard for the time. My, my whole thing is just, you know, how do I do this injury free Uh and I want to work hard. I want to definitely work my hardest, but my idea of a good time, I'm sure. That's that sounds a little inappropriate, but my <laughs> not get injured.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I mean, everything else good. So. You know, it's, everybody's different, Susan, no judgment here. I just I just don't want to have a cast on afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are that's a pretty reasonable goal for anything in life, really. <laughs>
2: Yeah, rules to live by. just
1: do it. You know, do it as hard and fast as you can without having to get cast on at the end. I mean, (laughs) no, but I totally get what you're what you mean. I don't ever want to cross the finish line and be injured because you know, yeah. I I just that's not fun. Not that it couldn't happen, but (laughs) right, right, (laughs) exactly. No, I totally understand what you're saying. But you did the strength training and you, you did your second half marathon.
0: And you could yeah, tell a difference.
2: Uh, oh, huge difference. Yeah. I shaved 25 minutes mm-hmm. off my time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in September. It was the Kentucky History Half. Mm-hmm. And it I loved it. I thought it was a great race. Mm-hmm. There was a little too long on the road. The road was blocked off, but. Um, I mean, it was all a road race. It wasn't on a trail race, but what I mean, it was on that, some major road in Frankfurt yeah. before you gear up, and um, and I, I really noticed a big difference from the strength training, and and as a result of doing that, I, I said, you know what, I could, I could do a marathon. Yeah. Like I could. It was just that experience of applying something mm-hmm. and realizing the benefit of having done that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I kind of taught myself firsthand, right? I was able to make that connection between, hey, I took body pump at the YMCA for three days a week mm-hmm. for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And, and I ran through the heat, you know, for sure, mm-hmm. um, a bit, but,
1: yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so, you, so you did the strength you know, training and, just, and you were like, I can tell, yeah. it's conditioning. I mean, even running through the summer, you were conditioning yourself, whether you were less than or not at that time yes yeah
2: and you know just was able to um
1: execute
2: you know it's so much better Uh, that half i realized oh you know a the training plans work and if i do it if i do what that training plan says why why can't i Mm -hmm. do it right Mm -hmm. you at least got
1: to see what happens (laughs) yeah (laughs) So you so, so yeah. you decided the next year you were gonna in the spring you were gonna do a full marathon then.
2: Yeah. So someone, um, one of my friends was Jeanette. She she signed up for a first her first marathon and um, she just you know reached out to several of us and said, "Hey, come do this!" And if you sign up now, it's only thirty five bucks. Yeah. And.
1: Which is a steal for a marathon, by the way.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I actually signed up then. Mm -hmm. So I didn't get it for that cheap. But, uh, you know, then I signed up. And, you know, when you sign up, it's that level of, okay, I'm going to do this. Right. And maybe a small, tiny,
1: tiny, like, oh, shit moment. And then, okay, I'm going to do this.
2: (laughs) Oh, for sure. I had a lot of that. I had a lot of that.
1: (laughs) But you did. You finished, and you did well. Oh yeah, you did really well. I did.
2: Yeah, yeah I felt really good, and um, I said I wanted to do it under five hours, and I did it. You know, barely, but I did it under five hours. Yes. And it was cold, and um, it was really funny because I I ran the first half with my you know my close friend mm-hmm. Sherry, and she ran the half marathon, and they shared a path. So she was with me for 13 miles, right? And I mean, I could do that all day right. long. I could run 13 miles with Sherry every, every other weekend, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then all of a sudden she <laughs> she slapped me on the ass and she's like, okay, go on, sissy. And I said, what? And she said, I get off here. And I said, what? Already? <laughs> we just started. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? And I, um, I, 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 is it okay if I talk about my first marathon experience?
1: Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So, I mean, I remember this so clearly.
1: <laughs> it's going to be good. And
2: <laughs> I went into full panic mode. Mm. I mean, when she left me, I, I almost, like didn't know <laughs> what was in front of me or what was behind me or like where I was.
1: I just
2: you know, said, wait, you know, this is like the first time I'm out here alone Mm -hmm. doing this race. Mm -hmm. And because I do run with people frequently, and especially back then, and you kind of rely on that a little bit, I think. And so I had to figure out what what I was doing there. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and then I saw my family. So my husband and the kids had driven up that morning. And they were waiting there. At that marker at 13 miles. And then I saw them and then I started crying. And my son said, Don't cry. I was like, Okay. (laughs) Too late. Too late. (laughs) And then I started running and then I was alone. Mm -hmm. And it took like a full, it took a full mile for me to get my crap together, you know, and be like, all right, what Okay, just remember, you signed up for the marathon. Mm-hmm. You want to, you trained for a marathon mm-hmm. and you are ready to do this marathon and you're gonna do this marathon. I mean, I was just talking and talking to myself. I was probably talking out loud. Right. And um, and then all of a sudden I I was at mile fourteen and I was like, This is it, you're doing it. Here's your race, you know? <laughs> And then I just did it. I just kept moving. Mm-hmm. I just kept running forward, and you know, I hooked up with people here, or there, or that, and then you know, left them and and then at the, um, I was going to write. I was going to write a race report because this was just so funny. I uh, I never did, but you're doing it right now <laughs> at mile. Yeah, I'm telling you all my race report at mile. It was already like mile 25, yeah. and you're in the town of Carmel at that point, And, you know, you're not far from that finish line, but I did not have any juice mm-hmm. left. Like my plan was to turn it up at like 23 <laughs> or 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice tray. You know, wishful thinking. I had nothing <laughs> yeah. left and in, in reserve, nothing. I mean, I was moving, but I really don't know how. And I'm moving. I guess I was, I was keeping my pace. I think I was at 10:55 or something. He This woman with, who was quite petite and with really bright white hair, and she had these bowed legs, like she'd run 150 marathons (laughs) and I mean, you know, just all bone and muscle and she comes up and right next to me, all of a sudden she's right next to me and she had the voice of someone who smoked two packs of cigarettes a day, but I doubt that she did, but
1: it was that kind of, voice. And for a minute, I thought you were going to say she had the voice of God, but no, that's not, that's no. not where you went at all. No.
2: And she said, she said, my knees are killing me. They're just killing me. I just don't think I could finish this race. And, you know, I'm barely surviving at this moment. Right. And then she takes off. And, I said, oh, oh no, no, my son. no, no, you did, did not, not just do that. <laughs> and I, I was cursing up and I'm yelling at her cursing. And I said, I am going to catch up to that lady, you know, and knock her down or something <laughs> 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 for pulling that on me. And, you know, I couldn't catch her. Oh, my God. I never caught well, her.
1: She obviously yeah. had the plan to kick it into high gear those last couple miles. And and, and she could and do she it. it. She, she may it. have been more experienced than you. I think some of that your first marathon you planned because you you haven't had like the brain fogs and the the legs shaking and the you know all the things you think yeah. you have a good plan but it just doesn't always turn out the way that you hope that it does in the first one anyway. So we're going to say she was more experienced than you <laughs> and leave it at that. <laughs> That's awesome though. Yeah. I um, so when you cross the finish line, can you explain how that felt? What, what did you feel?
2: Oh yeah, I was, I was so happy and I was so happy because it was so satisfying to set a goal. Like I can't, I really can't remember the last time I had
1: set that type of goal
2: and then achieved it Mm -hmm. on
1: your own. Like it wasn't a goal that involved your family or your kids, Mm -hmm. or it was just your own individual thing that you had to do. You couldn't rely on Sherry or anybody to carry you through that. I mean, we say it's like a blessing and a curse to be in a running group when you're really close to people, because you do, if you don't make the concerted effort, you get used to training with people And then Mm -hmm. when you go to race on your own, it's so boring, and it's so different. Mm -hmm. Um, I know sometimes when I train for races where I know people aren't going to be there that I know or that I'm going to be mainly solo, like literally can't see people, that I will train a lot on my own. And it gets very isolating, but, I mean, that's kind of like that. You're training your mind more than your body to, man, your mind can just really screw you over in a race. You know, yeah. um, one time I, I did make a pact to run a full marathon with somebody, and we never made a contingency plan if something happened during the race where the, mm-hmm. we couldn't finish together because we're just like, why, we ran all these miles together, it works. And then it ended up not working out that way. And it messed with both of us. The entire race, we were both messes because your, our brains just, like you said, when Sherry left you, You know, you kind of had this freak out moment, even though you knew that was happening. So imagine if you were supposed to run with Sherry 26 miles and then all of a sudden at 13, she's like, I can't anymore. It will make your whole body like want to shut down. It's crazy how that works. So I'm really proud of you for pushing through that. I do remember when you finished. I had total FOMO that I did not go that year. But then I was really glad I didn't go when the weather turned out the way that it did. Because you guys. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Stephanie, they, that, I don't
2: know if you know this, but um, as far as like a first marathon experience, it was a little upsetting in that um, they had, they had already been breaking down uh, the finish line uh, because, and not because it was at the time limit, but because of the weather. winds they were told to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For safety. The winds coming around um, up that hill yeah. and across that finish line were, I can't remember. It was crazy, the miles per was hour. Crazy.
1: It was crazy. Yeah, your family, I yes. remember seeing a picture of your family, like, when you finished, and they looked so, like, <laughs> like, they were bundled <laughs> up, I think, they had, like, stuff around their heads, and, but, yeah, I think it was a safety risk, like, you they didn't want, crazy. yeah, you didn't want runners to run through that, or people watching to get hit by anything, right, would fly, you know, through the air, that was, it was crazy, I had, I really wanted to come up there and watch you guys finish, and uh, then, the I don't know, something happened with the kids, or something, and I couldn't drive up that morning, but. Yeah, that weather was, I didn't feel as bad when I realized what I would have yeah. been standing out in. So. But I do remember watching your progress and seeing you finish. And I was just so excited for you. And it probably wasn't long after that that you and I were, I was like, so when are you going to do another one? Or when are you going to do a 50K or like an ultra or something? <laughs> and you were like, whatever. my. You know, I'm still like doing this, getting over, like I finished my first marathon kind of look at me. And since then, what, yeah. what other things have you done? Because now you—that was your all road racing that you just described—and all of a yeah. sudden, I turn around and there is Susan running her little heart out with her cute little outfits on trails <laughs> with Sherry some of the time and doing these major, majorly fun, amazing races. I mean, how did that yeah, happen? So... When did you start trail running? Was like, I'm going to do that. It was after that, um
2: <laughs> yeah i't i was think I thought I was gonna take a break uh-huh. and then uh, you know you just you' you feel so good once you get in a certain physical shape too, right right that um and you've also you know after putting in the time it's uh, it's like I just want to. You know, I like how I feel. Uh I like this Susan. Uh You know, I like this Susan who set a goal and achieved it. I like this Susan who, you know, decides to spend her time, whether it's with her family or with her friends or by herself, Uh you know, spend a few hours getting outside for, you know, several hours and moving her body. And um, so it's really not that big of a stretch to go from you know, moving my body as a dancer, right? Uh I mean, I believe that the, I believe in taking care of my body, but I also believe it's just, it's, it's, it's a big form of communication, you know, Uh movement. Uh And, you know, if you, you know, start having too many aches and pains or can't do things, you're also not living the way you want to, or you're not communicating the way you want to. And the way I want to communicate out in the world, still and hopefully, you know, forever until, you know, the day I'm not breathing anymore, is the way I want to be living. And um, I really think that um, the training and the workout that long distance running provides is, is going to help me do that. Uh-huh. You know, I know there's a lot I can't control, but, you know, the things that I can and how I want to be spending my time. Uh, this is one of the ways I want to be spending my time. And um, so progressing towards trail running was I mean, that was just uh, it was kind of a no brainer. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't find it. Sooner. You're like, why
1: didn't I think of this three years ago?
2: <laughs> yeah, I just I really like how. Um, I mean, I think I carry my center of gravity lower, so I feel stable on trails Uh where some people, and it it is kind of the difference between ballet dancing and modern dancing. Like ballet dancing, you're very up, you hold, you're held up, Uh you are are defying gravity constantly. Uh Modern dancing, which is, I became a modern dancer when I was about 17 is much more, you know, you're, you are going from the ground to the air, back to the ground and you're, you're carry your weight much differently you're off balance all the time and trail running is similar to that you know your foot is striking the ground but it could be on the you know outer part of your foot right Mm -hmm. or you could hit something and then you're going the inside and you're all those supporting muscles and ligaments etc you know around your your legs and your hips and all the way up traversing all the way up through your spine or supporting that that motion and um and being in the woods. I mean, you can't beat it.
1: I love your I love that frame of <laughs> reference though for the, just from the dancing perspective and you know that makes a lot of sense and probably why you feel so comfortable out there. I mean, I can tell that's your element. Like not that you're not a road runner because obviously you are, but you just see it just seemed like a really good fit for you when I saw you trail running. Um, it's still very awkward for me, and I think it's because I switch back and forth. When I'm training a lot of miles on trails, it starts to feel better, but I notice mm-hmm. when I'm off for a while. Some people will just jump right back in and go at it once, been off for a while. I can't do that. I have to ease into it. It's not my comfort. It's not my comfort zone, but it definitely, I think, fits you really well. Um, it looks good on you. Trail running looks good on you. <laughs>
2: I'll tell you, it's not easy for me in any regard, even though I have, I mean, you're asking, like, what else I did, because I completed my first 50K Mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. You know, I went, I never, I went straight from a, I did one trail half marathon last year, uh, The View, it was a great race in um, July, And, and then I did Backyard Classic, which is I just love, and that's not a race, it's an eight-hour endurance run, and that's coming up this Saturday. Yeah. But I did it, yeah.
1: But I did that last year. It's the best. That's on my list. That race is on my list. I've got to make it a priority to run that sooner than later. I feel like it's starting to get out there and, like, more people know about it, and it's not going to be the same Mm -hmm. as it has been, and so that's good and bad, I guess. But I'm like, I have FOMO the last two or three Mm -hmm. years. I'm like, I need to get out there and do that. One time you oh, guys need gonna... to make me commit like right after this year. You need to make me sign up for it for next year.
2: <laughs> well, I'm going to hold you to
1: that Uh-oh. because I signed up
2: for this year. I signed up last November. Oh, okay. So I'll get, yeah, okay. I'll get on you.
1: Okay. Keep me, keep me honest. It's on the podcast now. I won't edit it out. So you can remind me.
2: Yeah. But I mean, I'm not fast and My breathing, it's really because of the elevation changes, which are often very early on Mm -hmm.
1: in trail races. Mm -hmm. I
2: don't don't know why they do that.
1: (laughs) Got to get that ascent out of the way so you have good views during most of the race. I think that's why they do it. (laughs) Really? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, They also like to torture us. I don't know. (laughs) But,
2: you know, I find it's a different kind of challenge. Just really my breathing it takes me several miles Mm -hmm. to get... um, I breathing under control and it just the way it needs to be. So uh, I'm especially slow in the beginning. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, I've got a lot of areas of improvement, um, towards trail running and, um, I'm looking forward to doing that. I, so yeah, I did my first 50 K the only 50 K I've done. I never did a trail marathon, But I'm thinking of signing up for the Falls 100,
1: just the marathon. I did the marathon last year. I remember that. Yeah, and you said it was runnable. It well without all the mud. Yes, if it if it doesn't rain buckets, November and December, you know, it also won't be mm -hmm. 72 again this year. That's very rare for the first weekend. You know, we really when we signed up, we signed up for the 50 miler, and we thought, okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to go out there. It's a very runnable course. There's no switchbacks. It's just up straight up hills, so you have to be prepared for that. But it's mm-hmm. when it's dry, we expected the ground to be hard and packed, you know, um, and a little frozen. We were hoping for like you know 32 degrees right there, crispy and some sun. And it it ended up raining like I think all of October and November. And that weekend, it thunderstormed and flash flooded like the whole week before that. And so it was. You saw the pictures. I mean we stopped at the marathon because we were like, this is going to take us, it's going to take us longer than what we want to be out here to, to do the 50 miles. So I would like to go back um, and do that 50 miler if the weather, I'm waiting to see what the weather is going to do. Like it would be a last minute thing for me to sign up because I don't want to do that again. Go through that. Yeah, it was, it was
2: tough. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah. I, um, I but can't you believe should do it. We even did a marathon in it.
1: Yeah, they've they've really got that course looking really well. Um, there haven't been any four wheelers on it, you know. No, it used to be an old ATV park, which is another reason, mm-hmm. you know, the trails just weren't packed and they weren't. They were all just there was no foundation there really, and people were running them down. So they've it's been preserved mm-hmm. well over the past year, and they're out there cleaning it and taking care of it. So I think it's going to be even better. You know, the race management company, you don't get any better than those guys. They are super, and they were super last year, and despite all of the weather that they had no control over. So um, it's definitely a great race. I recommend it if you want to go do it this year. It's it's pretty fun. It is beautiful out there.
2: Yeah, I hope I can. Uh, I am minimizing, you know, just for my family's sake, the number of um, <laughs> overnight yeah, you know, that I have to have uh, yep. for races. Yep. So I do have to balance that. Um, Cause that takes a toll if you're always doing that, you know? Um,
1: mm-hmm. So,
2: but yeah, a couple or several a year is very doable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I might uh, save my last travel race this year for
1: 2019 uh, to be that one. Cool. Yeah. And that's an easy yeah. drive. It's not far and um, it's just really pretty. So yeah. You, you know, if you're going to, you're planning out these races and stuff, you're going to be probably, you, you've you taken on a new project that I want people to know about while we're talking about this, because you, you probably got a little more busy since um, starting a chapter here in Louisville of Trail Sisters, which is That's right awesome. Yep. And I know you yeah. and Sherry kind of decided to go out on a limb and, um, not go out on a limb, but like, I know I didn't know about it till after you did it. So... Mm-hmm. Um, we were so like surprised but excited because I think people just already knew you, you were, you know, well, well-established in Moms Run This Town. And so people could trust, you know, the information that you were putting out was reliable and this is the new, we don't have a chapter like this in this area. And so everybody was really excited about it. So tell us a little bit about It's a national organization, right? It is. And
2: so what happened was trail sister. I saw a trail sister's table at Yamacraw, which is the fifty k race that I <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, I'm a little impulsive, Stephanie. You know, no, you know, this like, is why yeah. they have
1: that. This is why they have those tables at ex like at races yeah. and expos because they want you to know about it. So I'm glad you right. saw it. It worked. And, and yeah, and so I was talking to her,
2: and I said, um. Wait, are you from, you know, where are you from in Kentucky? And she said, Oh, no, we're from Nashville. Uh-huh. And so now the people who put on Yamacraw are from Tennessee, uh-huh. but I still thought, huh, that's weird. Why wouldn't we have Trail Sisters group from Kentucky at a race in Kentucky, right? And so, um, you know, I looked at Sherry and I was like, Isn't that interesting? And she said, Yeah, yeah, you know, McLaughlin. <laughs> Cut it out. And so you and your harebrained scheme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she thought I was delirious because I had gotten um, bronchitis and a double ear infection four days before that race, by the way. And so I was like medicated to the gills uh, just in order to run that 50 K. So, was, like, but it stuck with me. So I went home and I said, you know, I mean, frankly, it's really due to MRTT that I wanted to do something like that because I have just had such success and support. I feel like in this journey that by you know by you and by Marianne and by everyone, you uh-huh. know, everyone in that group, that I said, you know, I would really like to see what it, you know, how I could do this for other people. Right. And because I'm more interested in trail running at this point, that just really spoke to me and mm-hmm. we're really at its infancy. And so is the organization, mm-hmm. um, even though the woman who founded it, it's from, they're out of Colorado. Um, her name is Gina Lucrezi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and it's a lot of their chapters are really in their infancy. Yeah. Um, so um, she you know, she was doing it part-time on the side, and the mission of Trail Sisters is just to provide uh, an opportunity and education for, you know, an equal opportunity and to provide education and inspiration for women in trail running. It's that simple. And because what they found, or what she found in her experience, um, and, you know, she's been really on the scene in a lot of outdoor extreme sports, et cetera, is uh-huh. that, you know, oftentimes, you know, the, uh, the front line is just filled with men and not because there aren't any women running those races, but because the, the spots are reserved for the, you know, the men that are at the elite male runners Mm -hmm. and there wasn't, she wasn't finding space at the front of the line for the elite female runners. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's so many local races put on and, and just like in many ways in society, we often don't think about
0: um well hey, you know
2: yeah. yeah yeah what do women need for this race right yeah. how do we yeah. get more women in running so... we don't
1: want the same things that's like right that's, that, <laughs> it's not <laughs> about equality it's more about equity and like what let this group tell you mm-hmm. what they need to be successful yeah. like yeah yeah so
2: it's about that and it's and you know we we just started it up. We have obviously a lot of we run already with a lot of women here um, mm-hmm. in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but my hope is that you know now that when school gets started again and you know the summer schedules um, go away and we get more on a routine that we can start looking at how we can participate more um locally or you know I'm yeah. absolutely open to expanding out to other areas in Kentucky mm-hmm. I, I'd love to learn more about um you know other areas and the trails etc and I've been reaching out to race directors um you know speaking of backyard classic and the falls 100 um uh, you know those race directors are they're the first race approved uh race in Kentucky Trail Sister approved. So uh, meeting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're going to tell us no. what that means.
2: There, there are some um, right now. There's some requirements. It's very. There's only a few of them, but there's several requirements to become a Trail Sister approved race. So they uh, Trail Sister website has uh, a race calendar, and it's all races. Anybody who wants to put their race up there it goes on there. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be Trail Sister approved, which means you meet certain requirements. It means you support the mission, right? Mm-hmm. That you have, you have a women specific swag, you know, not the mm-hmm. men's swag mm-hmm. you have, um, you know, what if you get your period when you're running on mile 17, you know, or 52 of these hundred, you know, that there's, you know, grab and go tampons, um, at the aid station, say, or, um, there's nothing like an icebreaker talking about tampons with these race directors. I can tell you, I've been doing that.
1: <laughs> but it's so, imp- it's such important, um, you know, information because if they, ha- it's not coming from their perspective, they, it, the only perspective mm-hmm. they have may be their own. And if they don't experience those things, why would they even think about that? I mean, honestly, I'm not saying it's they, sh- they shouldn't or it's not their fault. They should be, they should be more aware but that happened right. to me in, in Tennessee in my 50-miler in my at, mm-hmm. like, mile 13. It was not that expected. And there was nothing there. Luckily, I always have something, you know, in my pack. Yeah. But there were no there were no toilets. There were no buckets. There were no holes there, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd, have, mm-hmm. like, find a baggie. There was a baggie that was, like, at the aid station. I don't know. Lord knows what was in it. I'm sure food at some point. And I took it. Yep. Um so I could put my waste in there. Because there was yep. no there was no place for me to stop. There were literally no toilets on that in that particular fifty mile stretch. So I would have you know, I want to be responsible when it comes to nature and just not want to discard my used toiletries out in the middle of the woods. And I right. something a guy would never have to <laughs> think about that. <laughs> so I think it's amazing. I think it's a wonderful nope. concept, and for you to be having those discussions with race directors is truly like no one i'm sure no one else is really doing that in a formal type of way
2: yeah and i will just tell you i had just an exchange with because i reached out to next opportunity mm-hmm. because I've, i signed up for big turtle i signed up for my second 50k yay, yay! just did it the other day um <laughs> Big Turtle, uh, which is in Moorhead, Kentucky, on April 25th. And I uh, have volunteered at a couple of uh, Next Opportunity races. I'm a huge fan of theirs. Mm-hmm. I think they put on a great race. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't met Michael or his wife, Randy, personally, but I've exchanged. I've texted them and, uh, you know, had some exchanges with them. And I'm just, you know, big fan. And so I reached out uh, to them just recently um, about the Trail Sisters you know, that I started the chapter and, you know, would they, are they able to get a uh, big turtle trail sister approved? And you know, Brandy uh, replied to me, I just read it tonight. And I mean, they're, they're totally, uh,
1: they're already meeting support. that standard. Well, Maybe. they're
2: not, mm-hmm. but are they meeting, are they trying to encourage and are they psyched about women's participation in trail running? You know, increase yes. participation. they absolutely are. And, what I responded to her was, you know, right now, you know, I'm very new to trail sister organization and I, mm-hmm. you know, this is what the requirements are, but I'm actually going to take um, a couple of her points, which was um, like one of them is, you know, they're trying to reduce uh, disposable waste in races. They just went cupless, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's no plastic cups in the course and or paper cups, even, you know, nothing. Right. And, you know, so her, I, her thinking of like, you know, providing tampons, I could produce waste, right?
1: Essentially, you could take this, these ideas back about waste and things yeah. like that. And how can we even kick, kick it up like another level? So she's even thinking beyond like what they're asking for now, and how can we take it a next step? You know, yes. would be interesting if Trail Sisters like branded their own Diva Cups mm-hmm. and had those for <laughs> race directors to purchase to have if they wanted to, yeah.
2: Or just even, but, you know, just having that other perspective and people who are doing, you know, putting on great races and do believe in uh, yes. supporting that mission, right? But there may be other ways to achieve that. So Trail Sisters has, a, has room to grow. There's no question. Sure. And, but, you know, but we're, I'm just learning um, about it and trying to figure out, you know, how we can do good or, you know, um, and get more involvement. But we already... You know, within the first, I think it was in less than three months that we we hit over a hundred members and Trail Sisters. Uh And even though a lot of them are people that I had already met or known, you know, uh, through running, there's a lot of people that I don't. So I was very encouraged by that. And we we need to celebrate that fact, actually, because I didn't make a, you know, summer's just really busy. It was right around my vacation time with my family. And, you know, I just didn't get a chance to do it, but um, yeah, looking forward to thank you for asking about it because uh, you know, I am still very excited about it and you know, I'm happy that we took this on and I'm looking forward to what the next year brings with us.
1: I am super excited to watch and yeah. see. Um, and I think there are ways that moms run this town can kind of piggyback with you guys on some things and help just open that door up to more people. Because I know there are people <laughs> in our group, we have some very seasoned trail runners in our group Um but we talk a lot about road running in that group
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: you know, there are people that are interested in learning more about where do I start everything from what kind of gear do I need to safety on trails to So like maybe your chapter of trail sisters could come and, you know, have meetups where we talk about that kind of stuff and do like a, a shorter trail run for people to just experience it in a safe, try it out and you know, environment. Um, because the other thought about that is like, I don't know which way to go when I get on the trail. People don't—if people haven't hiked or mm-hmm. been outdoors, they may not know how to read trail markers. And so, you know, small education pieces like that I think can go a lot a long way into getting people more comfortable with that idea um, of branching out the trail running. So I think it's—I think it's great. It's exciting, and I—I I just am so excited that you all have taken it on because I trust you both to do a great job with it, and. Um, hopefully I can get out there and start running trails with you all sooner rather than later. It's been a little bit. Last time I ran with Sherry, I think I fell twice. That was a horrible day. I have loved talking with you and hearing more about your story. And I learned something new about you tonight, which is always fun. And um, I do want to ask you one more question, though, before we go. And I like to kind of end the podcast with everybody this way. But um, oh. if you will be so inclined to share with us, um, because this podcast is about BAMERS. Which you know all about, bammers, and you are one. So I want you to tell us, though, when somebody says that word, what things come to mind? What do you? How do you? Would you define a bamer if somebody asked you what that meant?
2: Oh, so what are we? We are. I think we're supportive. I think we lift each other up. Uh, I think we're just fearless and. Uh, Yeah, courageous, and um, yeah,
1: those are the words that come to my mind. Yeah, I would agree with all those things, too. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm really fortunate, although uh, you had to move away from your home state of New York to come here, I'm so glad that your family has uh, decided to stay and that we've been blessed to be able to know you in our running group, and thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing your story and continuing to inspire other people and who knows maybe people listening to this now are thinking you know maybe I want to try trail running and so that's yeah. that's a new thing right and I I encourage people to try it it definitely is a different way to um work your muscles and different you know um a different body mechanics it's great cross training for me mm-hmm. I like to do it cross, use it as cross training and you know, it's fun. It's just nice to be outside. It brings me back to being a kid again
0: in a lot of ways.
1: And um, so I hope that if people are thinking about it, that this podcast might make them curious enough to at least go look up, um, you know, Trail Sisters and find out more about that organization. Um, and if you have questions, Susan, I, I, if people have questions about it, I'm sure they can contact you. Is there a good way, is there an Instagram account or social media account that you would want to share with us so that we can put it in the show notes if people have Questions about, or just want to follow you on your journey? I don't know if your social media channels are public or not. Uh,
2: yes, please. I, I have my uh, personal Facebook is not, but we have in our our Trail Sister Louisville is our name, and the Instagram account is open. Okay. So uh, go to Trail Sister Louisville on Instagram, and the only thing we don't post there is we do. Uh, trail sisters is promoting trail organized trail running events for women only uh-huh. and it's just to you know encourage safety and uh, women's support yes so uh, the organized runs are in a closed group on Facebook um, but please if you're interested at all it's for all levels of running even though I've sat here and talked about you know I just because I'm interested in long distance um, I'm I would be so excited to have, you know, a monthly run with people who are very new to trail running. Yeah. Uh, You know, and if, and it can be any pace and you know, there are no drop runs. We would never leave someone on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have any interest at all um, you could request to become a member of trail sister Louisville on Facebook. And that is a closed group. It's, uh, you know, it's to be just for people who are in the, in our group. Yeah. But if you just want to follow us and, you know, some people stalk, you know, website, I probably did it to MRTT for months uh-huh. before I uh-huh. actually joined. Yep. If you just want to see what's going on. Um, you can do that through Instagram. Um, you know, the posts were a little light during the summer, but um, you know, they'll pick up again more regularly uh, now that we're back in the schedule. And we have a lot, it's uh, a lot of great people in the group and uh-huh. they're, you know, we're, we're fun, and uh, it's nice, and uh, please follow us. Yeah. there. and yeah, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me on that directly.:
1: Perfect. And that group is great, and we all started we were all new trail runners at some point, so that's right. You can't be intimidated by that at all, um, because yeah. everybody in there's so friendly, and they remember what it's like to be a newbie on any in running at all. so um, So thank you and so much. There
2: just yeah. a reminder towards that, I, I, yeah, I'm not doing that group alone. I, uh, Sherry Sprow is the yeah. leader of Trail Sister Louisville, so I just want, you know, people to be aware of that. And so she's, you know, you can get her, con- you can reach out to her on that side as well. Perfect. Um, so.
1: We can't forget Sherry. But, she's unforgettable.
2: That's right. <laughs> well, maybe we but can Steffi, get her. Thank to- you so much. Yeah. No, for thanks her, for man. coming.
1: And maybe next time I can get you and Sherry to sit down together with me and we can kind of talk once you guys feel like it's progressing in the group and give us some updates on what's going on with trail sisters too, but I know everybody's going to love hearing more about your story tonight. And thank you for sharing it with me. I I love to hear, hear all these great stories and yours is no different. So
2: yeah, this is great. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. You're terrific. Well, you are too. I hope I get to run with
1: you soon.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. If you like what you've heard, hit subscribe to the podcast so you can catch the next episode when it's live. Also, you can find me um, on my blog. That is bluegrassbammer.wordpress.com. Or you can follow me at Bluegrass Bammer on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. See you next time. And until then, happy running.